holidays, Coco Club members. Wednesday's episode, like this one, is a festive Christmas tale. It's not about Santa Claus, though. It's about Father Christmas. We'll join a little mouse named Chestnut and her mother as they lend a hand to Father Christmas as he delivers presents to mice all over the world. Who knew mice love Christmas, too? In tonight's story, we're continuing our festive theme and join the big man in red, Santa Claus, as he delivers gifts around the world on Christmas Eve. Only he gets into a spot of bother when his reindeer suddenly go missing midway round. Will he get them back and resume his gift-giving in time? Let's see just how strong the Christmas magic really is. Before we begin, a quick message for the grown-ups. If you'd like to support our podcast, enjoy ad-free listening, unlock four bonus stories per month, and much, much more, you can join Coco Club. Subscribe in just two taps via the link in the show notes. But now, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Relax into your comfy bed and close your eyes. As I begin Santa's Runaway Reindeer by Alicia Ainsley. It was the night before Christmas, and all over the world, children were tucked up in their beds fast asleep, awaiting the arrival of Santa Claus and his sleigh. Santa had millions of presents to deliver in just one night, so he and his trusty band of reindeer had a strict schedule to stick to. While Santa ticked houses off his list, the reindeer guided his sleigh through the night sky from town to town. Santa parked the reindeer and his sleigh on top of the roof of each new house where they waited patiently. Then he slid down the chimney and dropped off the presents under the Christmas tree. It was a fail-proof system that he had used for hundreds of years, and it always went without a hitch. By the time the sun would rise on Christmas morning, all of the presents would have been delivered to the children of the world, and everyone could celebrate Christmas Day. Santa was already looking forward to putting his feet up when he returned home to the North Pole. Like every year, Mrs. Claus would greet him with a cup of warm tea and have already run a hot bath for him. He would enjoy his cup of tea and relax in the bath before slipping into bed for a very long sleep. Then, he and Mrs. Claus would jet off for a peaceful vacation to celebrate a successful year and a perfectly executed Christmas. This year, Santa and Mrs. Claus were going to the Caribbean for a sunny beach holiday. After spending all year in the cold, snowy North Pole, they were looking forward to getting a suntan and relaxing in the warm Caribbean. Santa checked his magical watch. It was midnight as he flew above the houses of Surrey in England. Santa's watch was programmed to adapt to the time that it was wherever he found himself in the world. His goal was to always visit each location around midnight so that all of the children in the area would be asleep 
and he could deliver their gifts as they slept peacefully. Have you ever wondered how Santa makes it all the way around the world in one night? Well, I'll let you in on a secret. It's because of Christmas magic. If you know how to tap into Christmas magic, then you can achieve the most miraculous things. After hundreds of years of celebrating Christmas, Santa knows exactly how to use Christmas magic to his advantage, and he taps into it to make his way around the world on Christmas Eve. As Santa flies above an area of the world, he uses Christmas magic to slow down time. Time stops as Santa flies by providing him with as much time as he needs to deliver the presents to the houses in the area and then move on swiftly to the next place. Santa instructed his band of reindeer to land on the roof of a nearby house. It was a narrow house, placed on the very end of a street full of connected terraced houses. Santa would start at number one, and then make his way along the roofs and down the chimneys to deliver presents to each house on the street. He set the timer on his watch and gave himself ten minutes to visit each house on the street before he and his reindeer needed to move on. Santa pulled his magical sack out of the back of the sleigh and threw it over his shoulder. Santa's sack may only look small at first glance, but inside it is a bottomless pit where all the presents can be magically conjured from. When Santa needs the presents for a specific household, he just thinks of that family, reaches inside, and the presents are magically there for him to pick out. Santa skipped along the roof of number one Picket Road, sucked in and hopped down the chimney. He landed in the living room of the narrow terraced house. Looking around, he noticed a long grey sofa and a bright orange armchair positioned around a TV. There was a big bookshelf in the corner of the room full of books, DVDs, and a few framed photos of a young family. There was a mum, a dad, and two children of around nine and eleven years old. They were called the Sanderson family. On the other side of the room stood the tall Christmas tree, decorated in baubles and tinsel, in colours of red, gold and green. A little sparkly angel sat on top of the tree, gazing down on the room. There was one member of the family that wasn't featured in the photo frames. Laid by the side of the tree was the family dog. Santa already knew this dog. He'd met her many times before. She was called Peggy and she was a fluffy black cockapoo. Santa tiptoed past Peggy as quietly as he could. 
He didn't want to disturb her sleep, even though he wouldn't mind a good cuddle from the sweet dog. Santa approached the Christmas tree and saw that there was a little envelope underneath it. He reached down and picked it up to see that the envelope had his name on it. Santa opened it and pulled out a little folded Christmas card with a dancing penguin on the front. As Santa opened up the card, a plume of golden glitter exploded out of its pages and the glitter tickled Santa's nose. He tried to fight it, but he could feel a sneeze coming on. He huffed and he puffed and his nose exploded with a big ha-choo. Santa paused expectantly, waiting to see if his outburst had awoken anyone in the Sanderson family home. But luckily, nobody stirred, not even Peggy the cockapoo. Santa read the handwritten message inside the Christmas card. The card wished Santa and Mrs. Claus a very Merry Christmas from the children Elliot and Heidi Sanderson. And it specified that they had left out some milk and cookies on the kitchen table for him, along with a carrot for the reindeer to enjoy. Santa was grateful for the kind, festive card, and he couldn't wait to dig into the milk and cookies. He was sure that his reindeer gang would be very appreciative of the carrot, too. Santa reached into his magical sack and pulled out the presents for the Sanderson family. He positioned them perfectly underneath the Christmas tree and stood back to admire his handiwork. He knew that they would love their gifts. Santa made his way towards the kitchen to collect his snacks before he headed off back up the chimney to attend to the next house on the street. He tried to find his way through the dark house towards the kitchen door, but he couldn't see very much in the darkness. Santa took a step and accidentally trod on a toy that had been left on the floor. The toy was an electronic one that came to life and played loud music as he stepped on it. Santa staggered away, surprised by the sudden music, and stumbled into the bookshelf, knocking over the photo frames with a clatter. Peggy the dog instantly shot up from her bed, wondering what the commotion was. When she spotted that it was Santa, she was so happy to see her old friend that she let out an excited little bark and bounded towards him. Santa put out his arms to stop her, but it was too late. Peggy jumped up to greet Santa, knocking him over and into the Christmas tree. The tree fell to the ground with a loud jingle and a crash. 
Peggy the dog licked Santa's face, blissfully unaware of the mess. But Santa felt hopeless as he looked at the trashed living room. A light flicked on upstairs, and Santa heard the Sanderson family emerge from their bedrooms, wondering what the sound had been downstairs. Mr. and Mrs. Sanderson, followed by their children, Elliot and Heidi, rushed down the staircase and saw Santa lying on the ground by the side of the fallen Christmas tree, with Peggy the dog cheerfully licking his face. Santa, are you okay? Mrs. Sanderson asked as she bent down to help him up off the ground. Elliot picked up Peggy and pulled her off Santa so that he could get to his feet. Santa was so sorry that he had made such a mess of their living room. He apologised and apologised, but the Sanderson family wouldn't hear it. They were just glad that he was okay. Nine-year-old Heidi, wearing her festive polar bear pyjamas and fluffy white socks, asked Santa if he had found the card that they had left out for him. Yes, I did, thank you, he replied, patting her on the head, before adding, But I didn't quite make it to the kitchen for the milk and cookies. I tripped on a toy and woke up poor Peggy. It was all downhill from there. Mr. and Mrs. Sanderson tidied up the Christmas tree and put it back upright, while Elliot and Heidi brought the milk and cookies through to the living room for Santa. Santa took a seat on the sofa to calm down after such excitement, and he gratefully chomped down on the chocolate chip cookies and drank up the glass of milk. Santa heard the gentle beeping of his watch timer. He had spent too much time at the Sanderson house and was now running behind schedule to deliver the rest of the presents to the other houses on the street. He declared that he had best be going. He thanked the Sanderson family for their kindness and understanding and made his way over to the fireplace. Just before he could pop back up the chimney, Elliot cried out, Santa, you've forgotten the carrot for the reindeer. Santa turned back to see the eager young boy holding the orange carrot in the air. He couldn't forget about the reindeer's treat. Santa had an idea. Elliot, he began, would you like to give the carrot to one of the reindeer yourself? Elliot's eyes grew wide with enthusiasm, and he gasped. His little sister Heidi began jumping up and down excitedly and said, Can I give one a carrot too, please? Santa chuckled with his hearty laugh 
and said that he would bring the reindeer down to the ground for Heidi and Elliot to feed one themselves. The Sanderson family quickly slipped on their shoes and put on their coats over the top of their pyjamas and followed Santa out of the front door into the street. Santa whistled up to the roof and called for his reindeer. He waited a few seconds, but there was no sight of them. He tried again. This time he whistled even louder. But again, the reindeer didn't appear. Santa stood further back to get a full view of the rooftop. To his surprise, the reindeer and his sleigh were nowhere to be seen. Heidi looked confused and asked, Where have the reindeer gone? Santa didn't know. It would appear that the reindeer had heard the timer of his watch go off and had assumed that Santa was back and ready to move on to the next group of houses. The reindeer must have flown off to keep on schedule. Elliot looked disappointed. That's a shame, he said. I was really looking forward to meeting your reindeer and giving them a carrot. Santa was in quite a pickle. Where had his reindeer run away to? And how could he find them quickly so that Christmas Eve deliveries could get back on course? Elliot and Heidi were both very disappointed that they had missed seeing the reindeer. Mr. and Mrs. Sanderson could see that Santa needed some help. Mr. Sanderson placed his hand on Elliot's deflated shoulder and made a suggestion. Why don't we help Santa find his reindeer, he said. Then, when we find them, you can give them the carrot as you had hoped. Elliot and Heidi loved this idea and Santa was very grateful for their offer of assistance. Mrs. Sanderson sprung into action and raised the question, So, Santa, where might your reindeer have gone? Santa replied that his reindeer may have moved on to the next batch of houses that they were due to visit after Picket Road. The next stop on their journey of deliveries was Lord's Avenue. Then we'll go there, Mrs. Sanderson announced, pulling her car keys out of her coat pocket. They all piled into the Sanderson family car to drive to Lord's Avenue. Mrs. Sanderson drove while Santa sat in the front passenger seat with Peggy the cockapoo curled up on his lap. Meanwhile, Mr. Sanderson, Elliot and Heidi squished themselves into the back seats. They all drove across town to Lord's Avenue. But when they arrived, the reindeer and Santa's sleigh were nowhere to be seen.
Santa twizzled the end of his white beard as he thought. If the reindeer gang had moved on to the next set of houses, then they should be here by now. Elliot suggested that they might have missed them already, so they drove to the next place on Santa's Christmas Eve route. They arrived at the end of Bernard Close, but, alas, there was no sight of Santa's reindeer. It doesn't make sense, <sighs> Santa sighed. The reindeer have never flown off without me before. If they had continued with the route we do every year, then they would definitely be here by now. So where have they gone? The Sanderson family thought long and hard. Why would the reindeer have flown off? Heidi suggested that maybe they were hungry and had flown off to find some food. She asked Santa what the reindeer liked to eat. Santa said that the magical gang loved to eat reindeer food, grass, and the occasional candy cane and cookie. Heidi had an idea. Why don't we see if they're at the local park, she proposed. There's lots of grass there, and I've seen big candy canes sticking out of the ground, where they've built the Christmas play park. They didn't have any other ideas, so the Sanderson family and Santa drove to the local park. Heidi was right. There was lots of grass everywhere, which would be perfect for the reindeer to graze on. Plus, there was an enchanting Christmas display lit up in the dark in the centre of the park. They all walked around the park, calling out for the reindeer, but they didn't come across them. The reindeer weren't here. Elliot suggested that maybe the reindeer had gone to visit some friends. They had some stables in their town where lots of people went horse riding. Perhaps the reindeer had gone to visit their horse friends. Santa decided it was worth a try and they all drove across town to the local horse-riding ranch. They peered inside every stable and checked under every pile of hay, but the reindeer weren't there. All they found were the peacefully snoozing local horses. Santa sighed and let out a yawn, he sat down on one of the nearby bales of hay to rest. Mrs. Sanderson noticed that Santa appeared very tired. Are you all right, Santa? she asked. Do you need to have a little nap and rest for a while? Santa shook his head defiantly and said, I can't take a nap. It's Christmas Eve. It's always a long night and very tiring. But the job 
has to be done. Otherwise, Christmas Day will be very disappointing for a lot of children if they don't get their presents. Mrs. Sanderson could see that Santa was worn out from a long night of hard work. She was beginning to wonder if the reindeer felt the same. Perhaps the reindeer were tired too, and had disappeared for a while to rest and recharge. She asked Santa where the reindeer would go if they wanted to lie down for a little while. Santa thought hard and then answered, The reindeer are used to sleeping in the snow, so they would probably go off in search of snow or something equally as soft. Hmm, we don't have any snow around here right now, Mr. Sanderson thought aloud. What? is as soft as snow. Heidi looked up at the sky as she thought. She watched the big white clouds float through the night air and noticed a very faint flashing light coming through one of the clouds. Was it an aeroplane or could it be something even more interesting? Heidi pointed out the bright light glowing beyond the cloud and Santa felt a surge of hope run through him. Could that be the glow of his reindeer's bright noses that lit his way through the night sky? Maybe his reindeer were up in the clouds. The Sanderson family and Santa jumped back in the car and drove towards the glowing cloud. As they got closer and closer, the light seemed to grow brighter and brighter. Eventually, they noticed something large abandoned in the middle of the road ahead of them. As they got closer, they saw that it was Santa's big red sleigh. The reindeer were nowhere to be seen near the sleigh, but Santa now had a good idea where they were. He hopped out of the car and ran over to the sleigh, followed by the Sanderson family and Peggy the dog. The sleigh was in perfect condition, and the reins for the reindeer were draped on the ground. Above their heads, they could hear a faint jingling. Elliot looked up at the cloud and pulled the carrot out of his coat pocket. He cried, How are we going to get up there so that I can give the reindeer my carrot? Santa smiled and ruffled the young boy's hair. He threw his magical sack onto the back of the sleigh and climbed into the front seat before asking, Do you want to see something amazing? Elliot nodded his head vigorously and Santa told him to climb aboard the sleigh.
The whole family piled into Santa's sleigh and waited patiently. Mr. Sanderson peered over Santa's shoulder and whispered, Santa, how are we meant to fly the sleigh without the reindeer? Santa chuckled and answered, <laughs> The reindeer can only fly with the power of Christmas magic. And that magic is everywhere around us right now. We can make the sleigh fly ourselves. The Sanderson family became excited and wanted to know how to use Christmas magic. Santa calmly explained that all they needed to do was close their eyes, think about all the wonderful things that Christmas time brings, and believe in the power of Christmas magic. The Sanderson family closed their eyes and thought hard. They pictured themselves on Christmas morning, opening their presents and enjoying dinner around the table, pulling crackers and eating festive pudding. They imagined visiting the Christmas markets and ice skating in the park. They thought of how they could build snowmen and have snowball fights in the garden. And they remembered how lovely it was visiting their grandparents on Boxing Day. But most importantly, they all appreciated how each of these memories and traditions were spent together as a family with the people they loved. Santa's sleigh began to shudder as it lifted up off the ground and they listened as a gentle jingling sound began to radiate from the sleigh. They opened their eyes and saw that the sleigh was glowing with enchanted magic and Santa started to laugh with delight. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, Santa chuckled contentedly as the sleigh rose higher and higher, up into the air. The Sanderson family looked down and watched as their car and the houses around it became smaller and smaller as they lifted up into the air. Peggy the dog barked excitedly as the sleigh burst through the clouds. As soon as they emerged on the other side of the soft, cool clouds, they saw the reindeer scattered all around them. All of the reindeer were resting on the surface of the clouds, either snoozing away or grazing lazily on the fluffy ground. Santa counted them to make sure they were all there. He was relieved as he counted them up. 
one by one. However, just as he finished counting, he realized there was one missing. Where was the last reindeer? But his question was quickly answered. Santa looked over his shoulder to see the last one standing by the side of the sleigh, eating a carrot, eating a carrot out of young Elliot's hand. Elliot had got his wish and finally managed to feed a reindeer after all. Santa rounded up the reindeer and attached them all back onto their reins. There was no time to lose. The reindeer had taken a break for long enough, and it was time to get back on schedule, starting back at Pickett Road, where the Sanderson family lived. Santa instructed the reindeer to guide the sleigh back to the ground so that the Sanderson family could pick up their car. He dropped the family off back by the side of the silent road where their car was parked. Santa thanked the Sanderson family for their invaluable help and ruffled the fur of his little doggy friend, Peggy. Elliot and Heidi looked disappointed as they said goodbye to Santa. Would you like to come for Christmas dinner with us tomorrow, Santa? Heidi asked, hopefully. We always have lots of food left over, so there's plenty to share. Santa was grateful for the offer, but he advised Heidi that he already had a Christmas dinner of his own to attend with his lovely wife, Mrs. Claus. Santa gave Heidi and Elliot a hug goodbye and climbed back into his sleigh. The Sanderson family watched with admiration as the reindeer expertly guided Santa and his magical glowing sleigh back up into the dark night sky. They flew off into the distance until they were so tiny in the Sanderson family's sight that they looked like a far-off twinkling star. The Sanderson family drove home to their house where they climbed into their beds to rest, awaiting Christmas morning to see what Santa had brought for them. But they all knew that no matter what physical presence he had delivered to them, nothing would compare to the once-in-a-lifetime adventure they had enjoyed with him. It wasn't every Christmas that they got to go searching for runaway reindeer and fly up into the sky on Santa's famous sleigh. This Christmas Eve had truly 
been one to remember.